you're not listening to Pubcast, the terrorists are winning. That's what Jay Moore says. Welcome to the Pubcast. Sit down and enjoy a pint. Welcome to a very special episode of the Pubcast. This one is not going to follow our usual format. Uh, this episode is simply a reaction to the Snyder Cut version of the Justice League uh, movie that was recently released on HBO Max. Uh, Allison, Eric, and I watch a lot of these superhero movies, and while they're certainly not everyone's cup of tea, uh, they're generally relatively fun, and the best ones can be really good. Uh, but the bad ones are really, really bad. And the original cut of the Justice League was one of these really bad movies. Uh, that was in 2017. So the three of us are just going to give our initial reaction to the Snyder Cut. Uh, we didn't do tons of research. I didn't create any new games. Uh, this is just a conversation about what we just saw. What was good about it, what was not so good about it, and what, what it might mean for the future of streaming movies. So, here we go. Okay, the Snyder Cut. Before I even talk about that, I want to set up um, sort of where I am with superhero movies. I think you are probably too, Al, and okay. uh, Eric might be somewhere around there as well. But uh, um, when this movie was released and, or uh, talked about and then it came out a couple days ago, it's not that big a deal. Who really cares? Um, but there's nothing going on. It's something new. It had some buildup online as far as this is going to be a bigger, better version. It's the original vision of the original director and whatever. But so not everybody is into superhero movies, of course. A lot of people don't like them at all. Um, but I specifically when it comes to like Marvel movies, I have... Uh, I hesitate to use this phrase, but uh, I will anyway. It was sort of like a rule of thirds or a rule of threes. Third of them are not very good. Third of them are meh, pretty good. And then a third of them are really good. Yeah. And up until now, I think most of all of the DC movies have been in the not very good or meh, fine version. Uh, and Justice League the first time the original version was in the bad category. It was, it was bad. It was, it's not a good movie at all. Um, and I keep coming back to this one or these movies with DC because it's freaking Superman and Batman yeah. and Wonder Woman. It's like the most iconic superheroes or uh, fictional characters that we have in movies. I mean, I'm assuming, of course, <clears throat> we are ignoring The Dark Knight. No. Uh, from, I mean, because that's a great movie. Yeah. So that that falls into the good okay. Right? Okay. I mean, the way that you were talking about most or all of the DC is that it fell into the eh or the yeah. Not but very good. I mean, so, so since the dark, since the Dark Knight, okay. I'm talking about this, this new batch. You're referring to the DC EU. Yeah, Got the it. Man of Steel, um, even Wonder Woman, uh, the Justice League, the Batman versus Superman, those type of deals um, specifically. But so. Even when they're not that good, like to me, like Ant-Man or whatever uh, uh, Marvel movie that you don't think is all that great, uh, Thor 2, you know, whatever, even the ones that aren't very good, there's usually some sort of fun storytelling thing in there. There's some sort of 
there's some good foreshadowing callbacks, uh, set up some payoffs, references of other characters that may come into play later. There's some fun stuff in there, even in the bad movies. The Easter eggs, if Easter eggs, if you will. I'm, I'm, just not, I'm not even sort of, I mean, yes, but even if you don't go too far down the Easter egg path, but like things that may be relevant in future movies. Right. Right. Um, so usually when they're not very good, these superhero movies, the good, the Marvel version, there's always, it, they're watchable, right? I mean, Thor 2, maybe not, but you know, those type of things. So that, all, that, I'm saying all that to say, I'm not Johnny superhero movie, but I watch all of them, especially the Marvel ones, because there is some storytelling and there is a continuing story. There is some fun stuff even in the, in the bad movies. Justice League was bad and I, there wasn't anything fun about it. Now I want to set up why this Snyder cut came out. Okay. Um, the broad strokes, I mean, the minutia, who cares? But Zack Snyder was the original director and he, and he did, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, he did Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, right? Correct. Yeah. So he sort of is the vision behind the DCEU. Um, the darker, grittier, you know, visually darker uh, tone of these movies as compared to Marvel. Um, so he was the original director and had to leave midstream during production. I forgot about why. When we were talking about it a couple of days ago, the reason I thought off the top of my head was, oh, he was fired or something was, went wrong. No, his daughter committed suicide. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was very, very unfortunate situation. Yeah. At age 20. And so in the middle of production, he said, I'm, I'm out. I, I, gotta, I can't handle this. I got to, you know, walk away. And if I'm not mistaken, though, I think he tried to keep working for yeah. a while. And then it became too much and then pulled away. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, took a step back. Yep. So he stepped out. They brought in Joss Whedon, who was who directed uh, uh, the first Avengers movie, the first you know coming together Avengers movie, um, and he tried to put a Marvel spin on what was Zach had already done. He tried to brighten up the colors and make it more visually vibrant as opposed to dark, and he tried to add in uh, a lot of you know little funny jabs and little humor here and there. Um, and if, go ahead. Uh, and- I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that was also somewhat of a course correction done by the studio as yeah. well, because the, like the Batman v Superman was poorly received and they were trying to kind of right the ship a little bit. Right. I mean, I don't think Snyder would have done that anyway, but I mean, now they had Josh Whedon in there, they could sort of flex their muscles a little more, but uh, yeah, I agreed. Um, and, uh, so he did a lot of reshoots too. And that's, that's where you get all of the Henry Cavill stuff with the mustache painted out and the weird effects and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so then justice league comes out in 2017. It's not very good. Even the fans didn't like it. And then there was this push for, the Zack Snyder cut. Let's see what Zack Snyder would have done, what the original director, what his original vision would be. Could this have been a better movie if, you know, things didn't happen, uh, basically. I mean, I think 
he leads some pictures of like, you know, this is what I would have done. And here's a picture of the thing I was going to do, but you know, uh, I didn't get, I wasn't able to because of, right. you know, circumstances. Yeah. Um, and people ran with that. There's this big push for uh, uh, the Snyder cut. And then over the past year or 18 months, they put Warner brothers uh, put this together and said, okay, let's just release this and, and put it on our new streaming service and let's go. So there we are. You just seem like you have questions. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know that I have questions. No. I mean, I guess the thing that may be hard about this is, you know, obviously he didn't get to finish whatever shooting he was wanting to do. And without jumping too far ahead, you know, end up with a four hour cut of this almost makes me feel like he did not have as much of a vision where it's just like, it, we're gonna right. throw in. The, we're gonna get, okay. we're gonna get there. All we're right. gonna get there. Hold that. Hold that. Right. We're gonna get there. So that's the setup. Um, and when we were talking earlier, I kept saying that there weren't reshoots. This is just a right. recutting and right. they, you know taking stuff that already had existing right. pieces. There were some reshoots. There was some stuff that he didn't get to shoot that he wanted to shoot. Right. But uh, whatever. This is the ultimate cut for yeah. Zack Snyder fans right so now we have this four hour version on hbo max mm-hmm. um is that i mean this clearly could be a potential new way for directors to release or studios to release a secondary version that is bigger and better and includes all the stuff they didn't they couldn't put in a normal size movie. Like truly like, like a director's cut kind of situation to have two distinct movies where you have Coppola has, he puts out the Godfather and it's three hours long. He had to cut a bunch of stuff. And so now he can put out the Godfather. This is theoretical. Of course he can put out the Godfather. He wanted to make, and it's four and a half hours long. Maybe it's in two halves or it's Mm -hmm. a, a, a mini series of, you know, four, parts for our hour and 20 minute uh mini movies or whatever um the, these digital platforms now with this snyder cut being the template maybe now we're going to see more of this stuff mm-hmm. i mean it's an, another way to monetize it maybe but also you can have the theatrical version and the big extra large version because but you can't do that in the theaters because there are only so many show times a theater has in a day. If you show a two hour movie, you can show that eight right. times, seven times in a day, eight times right. in a day. If you have a four hour movie, you can show it three times in a day right. or whatever. Right. And that cuts down on concessions, right. tickets, so all of that. Yeah. No theaters want to have a four hour movie. Right. But on streaming, who gives a shit? Right. What, what's the difference? So you release the theatrical version and then a true different at home streaming version right. at home streaming version uh this could be this um this might be a trend it's we'll yeah it's interesting again i'm trying to hold back on talking about the movie we're about to get there it would be i have like a different format of how i think that should go mm-hmm. or at least in mm-hmm. this situation but okay go ahead um, so yeah, I mean, 
we've all seen director's cuts where you have an extra seven minutes of footage or mm-hmm. 13 minutes of deleted scenes added back in or whatever. This is the original Justice League was almost exactly two hours. The Snyder Cut is almost exactly four hours. That's it's a long movie. Version. It is. <laughs> you you hear that every once in a while though, how a director when they make a movie will they will they'll say um, that the movie was like the original cut of the movie was three plus hours long. I I think like even I think. Even episode three of Star Wars was well over three and a half hours yeah. when they first cut it or when they first shot it. And then they cut it down to whatever it's going to be. That's it's I don't think it's a big deal or even all that new to have this movie be three plus or even four hours long. The fact that they released it right. at four hours is Right. So this dovetails into what Allison was about to get into. We can get into right. it now. Um, is I mean, in in writing, they, there's a phrase called uh, uh, "kill your darlings." Basically, the, the you know this awesome piece of this paragraph you wrote that's perfectly worded that you just love so much. Chances are, it doesn't if it doesn't move the plot along or advance the characters, you have to cut it even though it's awesome and it's great and you think it's a good little piece of, of uh, your effort in the book or in the, in the story or in the whatever, you have to cut that and kill it. And that's what, where we're at is that, I mean, yes, these, these long versions have existed forever, but there's a reason why the editing happens. Like movies are made in the editing and you have to tighten it up. You have to keep pace. You have to keep it flowing and, even in this movie, it's clear that there is a lot of stuff that you could have, a lot of fat to trim. There was a lot of um, what I would put in the cinematography um, bucket of drone shots, these overhead kind of CG visuals that I guess are sort of cool, but this isn't that kind of movie. No. Like it's, it just, it was kind of ill placed to have, and that I think it was particularly prevalent in the first like 45 minutes yeah. of just a lot of kind of expansive shots that didn't do anything other than we're looking at a bridge from five different angles. Yeah. So this is the section where I want to talk about the negatives, the things that we didn't like in this this new cut. Um, and we, we can talk about it yeah. in broad strokes or specifics. Um, so this goes back to comparing, I mean, the DCEU is effectively based on the MCU, the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Right? I, yes. I feel like I got to say something sooner than later before we get into the specifics of the movie, <laughs> but I just, so I think unfortunately for DC, they miss the creative boat that this, the big strategy that right. Marvel came up with 15 years ago or whenever the first Iron Man came out, that they had this idea of all of these individual character movies that were released and they were about a specific character from a comic book 
and they developed each of those characters. And then they thought about bringing multiple characters together. And I feel like DC went, oh, that's super cool. We should do that too. But we don't have another 15 years to develop all of these characters. So they're throwing them in kind of too many, too quick to try to catch up to these kind of big, you know, even Batman versus Superman was was like a little early. And... uh, I, I, they're they're like three steps behind. They're like the little they're like the little sibling that's trying to catch up with the big brother. Well, and that's the problem sister. with copying. Yeah, don't do what they did. Do right. your own thing. Right. Um, you know, Marvel introduced Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, and then did the Avengers. Right. right. Like you just said, DC was trying to do that all at once. I mean, they had um, Man of Steel. Wonder Woman and Batman versus Superman. We already yeah. we knew who Batman was, I guess, already. So yeah. fine. Um, but Justice League, the original, and the Snyder Cut is so packed with backstory right. and attempts at making you know and like these other characters. I mean, all the I mean, you need a whole backstory for the Flash, Cyborg, Cyborg, and Aquaman because this is before the Aquaman, Aquaman movie, and then they throw in. Martian Manhunter out of nowhere right. in this movie. Why? Who cares? Well, and I, but I, so Focus. to talk Focus. about DC, you know, doing something different, I feel like they tried doing that with Suicide Squad. Like, I like the idea that they were doing this, the, the focus on a lot of the bad guys, but they made the same mistake that they made with Justice League. In right. that it's everybody too quick. And so you're, you know, it's just... 10-minute vignettes of each character. And Suicide Squad suffered from the same problem as a switch in directors. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. I totally forgot that. So, but like, Star Wars, introduce your world and your story and a couple of main characters and then build out from there. You could do that. It's been done. Star Wars did it the most effective of in the history of the world, right? Right. Uh, now, Now you go back and you fill in a Han Solo movie or you fill in a Boba Fett movie or a series or whatever the hell it is. DC could have done that. Yeah. Don't go out there and try to chase Marvel. Do your own thing. You're comp- DC and Marvel, Marvel is the color and the light. DC is the dark and the brooding. Like, right. do it differently. It's fine. But again, I think they were so close I know, and yet I know, missed I know. the mark of, you know, playing into their sweet spot of like the dark and gritty by yeah. having this origin story almost of all of the bad guys. But they, 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 got, they got too greedy to try to put everything all together. Like they should have, um, like they could have done a Joker and a Harley Quinn. If they want to bundle a couple of characters together, you do that. You But even think of that, they focus too much on the bad guys. Who's the the least developed character in the recent memory of DC movies? It's Jared Leto's Joker. Right. I mean, they they focused on the bad guys but didn't focus on your biggest best bad guy. Right. Well, what are you and doing? Even, well, and even even this one, you know, it is the epilogue is the first like right. mention again of well, him. But I don't necessarily want to talk about the epilogue stuff because there's 
clearly at the end, a lot of stuff's just tacked on just for yeah. the hell of it. Yeah. But, uh, whatever. But, right. And um, anyway, Eric, you, you yeah. probably are trying to jump in here. Feel but... free. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm in total agreement uh, that DC was, they were desperate to play catch up and they threw everything together way too quick. By the time they made made a steal and that was standalone and that was okay. But then by the, Mm -hmm. by Batman V Superman, they had Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and the flash were all in the same movie. And it was just, it was a mess. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mind so much the teaser of Wonder Woman in for like five minutes to introduce her oh, no. her standalone movie. Perfectly fine, I think. But but Eric, you're right. Like there was just why do they have to throw Aquaman in there? Why did like why? Yeah. Like it's just it's too but also tonally fast. You know, with DC being the darker, grittier uh, brand, um, they struggle. Struggle. I like struggling struggle and have a trouble struggle uh with um so they're darker and grittier uh, roughly um but they had their two two of their three biggest characters superman and wonder woman are colorful bright uplifting characters in this dark gritty world like what is their tone they're all over the place i think they're mm-hmm. they have a problem uh and that's a bigger issue but um I do, so we can, I have a, just a bunch of bullet points of things I didn't like. Okay. That I wrote down. Uh, I wrote down some notes and then we can go off on tangents here. Yeah. I, I mentioned the Martian Manhunter thing. Uh, the green guy who, who was posing as um, uh, Superman's mom uh, for a minute. Yeah. And then uh, Martha. Martha. And then he comes back at the end for no apparent reason. Just, hey, I'm here. Well, Remember me? And, well, and, <laughs> right. Well, and even as I was watching it in my third attempt to get through the four hours, I had to pause it. I'm like, did I miss something? Like, no. I, had to ask, I had to ask you because, I, I mean, I'm not a comic book reader, although I've seen most of the comic book movies. I'm just, I don't know enough except for what gets introduced in the movie. And right. and it almost looked like he almost was depicted like dark side or whatever the bad guy is in this movie. I'm like, wait a minute. What, so what is happening? I only know of him because as this DCU thing came together over the past seven years or whatever, it's yeah. been, um, people were talking about, Oh, when are they going to introduce Martian Manhunter? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. So I had to look it up and figure it out. And it's, you know, this other character, but I have a the, vague recollection that the boys had an action figure. Yeah, him, the character think, design no in this movie, was, yeah. he looks weird. Like it doesn't, it's not, it's, it's bad. It's dark. It, it just doesn't look. Yeah. And is the right? general he turned into the general that, um, um, Superman. Yeah. The, the general that's been in the movies all along. Yeah. yeah He's he been was, the Martian Manhunter the whole time. Yeah. He so he was in both <clears throat> Superman and was he in Suicide Squad? No. He didn't meet with um he wasn't in one of the that boardroom with what's her name? No. Are we no. sure? He, yeah. he was he was in Man of Steel and he was in Batman v Superman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was weird and then the when toward the end I guess this the 
I'm not sure if this is the epilogue or toward the end, um, when Joker and Deadshot make an appearance. And I got confused with the back and forth between reality and then this premonition or dream. And why are we going back and forth? What What is the deal here? What is this? And why is he having premonition? Like, what is that suddenly a superpower that he has? Like, that. Uh, right. And. Didn't we already cover this? Why are we doing this again way back at the end of the movie or toward the end of the movie? I don't know. That made no sense to me. Um, you guys feel free to jump in with your own stuff here if you want. But uh, Wonder Woman, this is one of yours, uh, Eric, uh, that I put in mm. here. Wonder Woman talking about Steve Trevor. Oh, God. Yeah. What? Why? Why yeah, are we I, the only reason I can, th- it, I mean, this movie was supposed to come out before Wonder Woman 1984. So it um, was, I guess, That's true. trying, I guess, in a way was going to be leading into that a little bit that she's still dealing with that is a horrible but, plot point of that. Yeah, as that, that, is. Me is that it's, it's not like Captain America where he was put on ice and was asleep for 70 years and then woke up. And so... Date, uh, wanting to date Pe- Pe- wanting to date Peggy Carter was a month ago for him, or you know, a year ago for him. Wonder Woman is five thousand years old, and she met this guy in in nineteen sixteen or whatever. But I would argue that this is like, I mean, this is like having your first, you know, crush. Like it's her first love. She never even met a man before. I know, but then in the in the, in the next. 85 years she's met thousands but as a percentage of her 5,000 years on the planet maybe it's too <laughs> small on. I'm saying it, I, it's not like I mean, she it's was, re- I mean I to- I'm totally she with wasn't you. transported just, from 1919 I, I'm to totally, now I, I, I totally get it it's kind of like all right um, um move on they linger you mentioned this already uh they linger too long on some unnecessary scenes um it's just they're just when you have, when you have no time limit you can just do whatever you want and put in yeah. whatever you, who cares it's fine but deadlines make work like you need deadlines you need you need restrictions you need rules so you can craft what you're doing as opposed to an, well it goes back to what you were saying story. before you have this perfectly crafted paragraph or phrasing right. or whatever and so he, I think Shop. he liked some of the visuals that were created and so wanted to put it in uh, which is fine but it, yeah. it was just it it made things go slower than necessary yeah. the yeah. watching watching the flash rip himself out of his shoes Thank or you. or so, batman firing the uh cannon on the batmobile and going <laughs> 10 or 15 seconds on the empty shell bouncing on the ground yeah. That's yeah, exactly what it's just. He, he loves his slow motion. Uh, I have a, this is a, a longstanding pet peeve. Uh, well, since the, the original movie came out, um, the flash runs very weird. He has a weird running style. He's like throwing his hands forward as opposed to running like a human being. Well, to that point... I don't know so, what's going on with that run. So, the other thing, though, that I thought was kind of funny um, is after he rips out of his shoes, 
and kind of runs. He's barefoot and it looks like he's like running on his tiptoes in like a a funny way that I'm like, oh, is it because he's barefoot? (laughs) And then I'm like, well, if he ripped out of his shoes, why didn't he rip out of his clothes also? Because he had to have the fast the whatever right. I'm going to say Kevlar, but it's right. not it, but like whatever that fancy right. schmancy suit was. So he doesn't superheat his clothes. Right. Why didn't, why didn't that happen? When Superman was resurrected, he busted out of his, uh, his suit, because pants were still on. Right. Why? <laughs> why, why does the suit and tie fall off? But, um, they still don't know how to use Lois Lane in this movie in particular. Uh, she's just sort of there. She's bringing coffee to, to the cop to go pay her respects to the whatever, the, the memorial site. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she didn't really, she could have not been in this movie at all. It would have been perfectly fine. Use her for something else. Who is the leader of the Justice League? That's my question to both of you right now. Is in it, this movie? Is it Batman? Is it Wonder Woman? Is it Superman? Who's in charge? I feel like it is. There has to be one, but. I feel like it is Batman. I would say Batman. Right now. He thinks he is. He definitely thinks he is. He, he, I would agree. I think Wonder Woman is the person that gets shit done. Mm Mm-hmm. And Superman's going to probably take stuff over at some point. Right. He's, he's like the, he's the entrepreneur. He's the one that's kind of got the idea and he's pulling everybody together. I mean, he brought them together, I guess. Right. So that's a thing. But, um, in this movie, I know this clearly the, the Snyder cut clearly is about bringing the team together and this team. It's a group focused, not individual focused as much, but, uh, and you don't have to have a leader necessarily, in this movie, but uh, I was just curious about that because it seems confused. And they kind Uh, of alluded to that at the end when they, Bruce is in the, uh, the old Wayne Manor where he's apparently setting up the, uh, the hall of justice. He's like, I have a big round table in here. So assuming like there isn't going to be a leader, it's just going to be, they're all working together. Right. Sort of the Knights of the Round Table kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you do have a little bit of that in uh, the Marvel stuff. You know, is it Iron Man or Captain America? They kind of play different roles with the overlap a bit. So whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Get some coffee, Eric. All right. Mountain Dew. Um, I'm not sure if this is bad or weird or just something that D, another hurdle DC has to get over, but there's not enough clarity for me for the motivation and the abilities and the reason why the big bad guy is doing what he's doing. Why dark side, why he wants the anti-life equation, what the anti-life equation is, uh, who is he, loser. what does he do? He's a sore loser. That's why. Um, in the comics, Darkseid came first at DC before Thanos at uh, Marvel, and Thanos was a ripoff of Darkseid, but you know, purposefully. Uh, but now that your movie and your 
extended universe is coming after the Marvel one, you got to differentiate this guy from Thanos. Some other big dopey CGI uh, monster. Like, I, so are you talking about the motivation beyond just conquering a bunch of worlds? Like for Thanos, it was well, but for Thanos, it wasn't just that. It was this ultimate goal of creating a sustainable universe right. that. So he's getting rid of half of all existence so that the other half can thrive. Right. Great. Uh, balance, right? Um, dark side, uh, let's put the, I don't know what the anti-life equation is supposed to be, and I didn't look it up, nor do I really care about it. Um, but so what is that? What is he going to do with it? He wants to just kill everything? I don't know what he's supposed to be doing, or I don't know what his deal is. I think what it's supposed to do is give it's essentially the uh, I saw some I watched something about it but it certainly it kind of equates to the infinity gauntlet that it gives him complete control over the entire universe and it that it will allow him to control everything. Yeah, well That's the simplest way to put it yeah, I mean... So he just wants absolute power? Yes, over <laughs> the know, entire universe. And this is where I, you know, based on what I've said previously, I'm not looking for, an, you know, more backstory, but a line or two would be helpful, you know, explaining what this de- dude is. I mean, he, as said by a couple of the characters in the movie, he's already, like, dominated, like, thousands of worlds as it is. Like, well... What are so, we talking about then? How, like, yeah. So definitely in this cut, I understood a little bit more of the bad guy side. Obviously, there's yeah. a lot more about Dark Side, which I did find it interesting that Steppenwolf was seemed more like a sniveling the wacky. Yeah. Got you know, like not almost like a total screw up, yeah. you know, where it's like he messed up yeah. somewhere else and nobody trusts him to get the job done. And it he just kind of comes off as kind of a like everybody's like, all right, well, Steppenwolf's gonna try to do this. Yeah. You know, like it's like really <laughs> it's really kind of funny in a way and he's trying to prove himself to the big guy and that did not come across that way in the uh, first in the first original cut of the movie he's the dwight Schrute like of this uh, almost yeah yeah almost (laughs) he's like trying to suck up to the boss and yeah i mean i i had thought that he was more of the main bad guy what joss whedon was setting up but not what Snyder yeah. wanted, so, you know, whatever. Um, but I guess it's the, um, what was it in Marvel? The, um, it's not Thanos, but the, uh, who is the blue guy? Ronan. Ronan, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. But even, he's, he's but just, he's even more a of a screw-up. Yeah. yeah, but more of a screw-up than yeah. Yeah. that. And I just thought that was kind of interesting. So I have another, a new section, a separate section, would you say, uh, of things that are somewhere in between negative and positive. They're okay. just things I noticed. They may be negative. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, 
So Eric, did you have anything else before we go into that? Anything yeah. else that you were like, this is dumb? Anything that really stood out to you? Um, no, not I can think of it at the moment. Okay. So in the, you know, thousands of years ago, when this fight took place in, you know, the Earth's heroes won or whatever, um, they separated these three mother boxes. Yeah. Which are like all encompassing power, apparently, right? Just boxes of pure energy or whatever it is, right? Um, one goes to the Atlanteans, one goes to the Amazons, and one goes to the to humans, right? Yeah. The humans bury theirs, like right. in some forest, and forget about it. Two, a whole two feet underground. Yeah, right. So <laughs> the depth. We can, Nobody will find it. We can quibble yeah. depth, but <laughs> the idea of burying it in a deep hole somewhere makes sense to me. Like, let's never yeah. do this again. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Atlanteans bury it, the sink it to the bottom of the ocean. The uh, Amazon, the Amazons put it on an island, a secret island that's hidden from from the world, and then they got. Guys, big, dig a hole two feet deep, and yeah. So, so you're saying that the human, like the humans, men, whatever, uh, that they they had the worst hiding. They had spot. the worst hiding spot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm saying I'm going the other way. I'm saying they have the best hiding spot because both the Atlanteans and the Amazons literally put the, the box on a pedestal in dis, in a display hall for everyone to see. Like it's out in the open. It's got a structure built around it. So it's almost like a museum piece, right? Um, I know it's, it's a, uh, with the Amazons, it's a secret island and stuff, but the Amazons protected it well. They had dozens of people, a hundred people around it in this big uh, armored thing. And then they had this whole defense process that when it's attacked you you knock down the the pillars and the whole thing you know shuts down and then it collapses into the sea great the Atlant atlanteans had almost no defense it was just like in this little well they had a handful of people palace yeah guarded by like four or five knuckleheads that were dispatched instantly like it wasn't i mean Grant it was already at the bottom of the ocean I know. But granted, the, I guess the point of Eric saying, though, you're saying it's good because it was buried in a random place that nobody's going to find it. But, like, also, it's just guarded by raccoons. Like, I know, there's, I like, know. nobody there. Raccoon. 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 <laughs> a raccoon. Uh, yeah, so and we'll, and we'll I totally get it. Like, it's squirrelers and raccoons. It's, uh, it's the, I like that idea better. I mean, I, I, it makes more sense. That's clearly what they put it there in a generation. It's lost, right? It's gone forever. Uh, but a housing development goes up and they dig it up and it's instantly Somebody back with in. a metal detector. Yeah, like it one comes of those out of beachcomber. Right. Yeah. I mean, to Eric's point, uh, a strong rain and it uncovers the, the box. <laughs> What's this? So, yeah. Um, the design of this is just, um, yeah, more of an opinion piece here, I guess. Uh, the design of the Desaad character, the uh, 
I almost said Thanos. Um, Dasad, the second in command to to uh, Darkseid. Go for. He looked. <laughs> he looked a lot like Eric. Go with me on this one. <laughs> so <laughs> go for. <laughs> okay. So Eric, the the design of the Desaad character, did he look, did he remind you of that dopey Iraq character from Ready Player? Absolutely he did. Thank you. I said it out loud as I was watching it. Like, yeah, it's Iraq from Ready Player One. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Uh, that was a big movie that was out um, maybe at the same time as this one, to be honest, uh, the, the original Justice League. But this was created for the Snyder cut, it wasn't even in the other movie. I don't know how this. It was a bad design, and it looked like an existing character from another sort of. Uh, I don't. Uh, CG I don't recall. I don't recall that. Um, I'll show it to you, and it's it's a it's a throwaway character. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but uh, just it's it was too coincidental. It's almost like one was based on the other. Well, I mean, okay. And also, speaking of a character that looks like another character, the little shiny suit on um, Steppenwolf looked just yeah. like the um, thing from Thor. The uh, Destroyer. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. Why? That, that looks exactly the same. I even wrote that one down. And even, you know... It it wasn't in the original cut, so why put it back in when you know it looks just like the other? Yeah, change up the design. Yeah, even if this was my original idea, you've now ha- you have the benefit of high- hindsight. Right. So fucking change it. Make his uh, silver pointy armor. Make that red now instead of uh, silver. I don't know, or whatever. But I don't know. Seems like a dumb mistake. Um, oh, I have this, I have a note here too. We already talked about this though. Um, there's no basic context for why Darkseid wants to do what he wants to do. Um, but we talked about the anti-life thing and destroy all life. So yeah, uh, a lot of, and so why did, so why did they lose track of earth? Was it just because he got injured really badly? Like, that, I don't, like how did they lose track that this is where they left the mother boxes? I don't know. I don't I mean, that know. just feels very careless. And so I didn't realize until I saw a, a video or a tweet or something about it afterwards when uh, Steppenwolf throws his, or hammers his axe into the ground and uncovers uh that design that was from yeah. dark side that was the marking that oh this is the earth this is earth where the mother boxes are at the I time get that, i get that part i didn't realize that it, watching the movie i'm like oh wait what what was what was that i mean i idea? i i remember i'm like oh okay that <clears throat> they were trying to find that but they left earth like nobody took a note down to say hey this is where we left the mother boxes like <laughs> Somebody did so, do their job, is what that feels like to me. That they, I know, are in our the solar system and didn't take a note. Yeah, the mother boxes are here. Yeah, everybody, re- everybody, remember where we parked? Yeah. Exactly. A trail of breadcrumbs. It's ridiculous. I, I didn't. I didn't. That 
was one of the most baffling parts of the take whole plot. Like, how did they yeah. lose track? Under E17, take a picture. Yeah. Um, yeah, at what, yeah. At what point did they realize they didn't have the mother boxes and that they couldn't, and then that they couldn't find their way back? Right. So I have this listed under. There was no retracing their steps. Like, where were we right. last? I have this list, listed under positives, although it has a negative spin, ultimately. <laughs> it feels like the whole movie. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Superman, the idea that Superman's death was what woke up the mother boxes and kicked off the, the right. whole movie, right? Right. That was good. At least there was some context of why the, all this shit was happening. Yeah. That, I like that whole thing. That makes perfect sense. Except. Yeah. So the reason the mother boxes woke up was because Earth had no protectors. It had no lanterns. I mean, they even say it in the movie. No lanterns, no Kryptonian, right? Because Superman died. No more big, tough guy to protect the Earth. Yeah. Uh, But why didn't this happen? Why weren't they... Why weren't they awake before? Why weren't they awake at any point over the past 3,000 years um, up until the 60s, 70s, or 80s? Because Superman didn't come to this planet until like 1985. He's 35 years old. So there was no Superman or Lantern in 1982 or 1976 or 1964. Like, yeah. Why didn't all this stuff happen before? Yeah, I, I don't. That's a great question. I do not have the answer to that. And speaking of which, that was another character that was like in it for a second was a Green Lantern. Right, like, right. and he got his hand cut off. And then what happened to the lantern ring? Like, what? That whole scene just showed me what a pointless character Green Lantern is. Like, he he didn't do anything. I, I guess coming back to um, no skill. Uh, coming back to what we were talking about before about the Martian Manhunter showing up at the end, I I saw something or read something today that uh, Zack Snyder originally wanted to have a Green Lantern show up at the end to be like, "Hey, I'm here too now. If you need any help." But uh, yeah, <laughs> Martian Manhunter did. <laughs> It's like, hey, Superman, I'm here, or Batman, I'm here. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, it, he, wanted green, he wanted a Green Lantern, uh, but the studio wouldn't allow it because they've got some plans for the Green Lantern that they wanted to do something else, so they wouldn't let him, they wouldn't let him have a Green Lantern, so he, they compromised and had it be the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, well... Green Lantern, Blue Lantern, Martian Manhunter, uh, whoever the hell you want to put in there. Uh, who cares if the whole, if your whole thing is he just walks up and says, hey, I'm here. Contact me and I'll, I'll be in, in your Justice League. See you later. Like, to your point, where were you four days ago, asshole, when the right. whole world was yeah. dying? Like, yeah. why are you, <laughs> why are you just knocking yeah. on my door like, hello? Yeah. You're like messing around with Lois Lane and yeah, in her apartment, and then like do nothing. Stop fucking around and pick up a shovel and help us out. Right. Like, dude, we're doing all the work here. Uh, come on, man. Uh, okay, let's get back to the quote unquote positives. So was she? Hold, was she just? Did she have like his cape? Is that what that was? 
in a box that Lois was wow. like holding that's on. That's what I that's what I assumed it was. Yeah. All right. Uh this movie definitely had much better character development. Yeah. Well, you had four hours. Of- Steppenwolf was more interesting. Cyborg. Cyborg uh, was like the main character of the movie, right? I mean, yeah. Um, much better, like way better. But yeah, that's you can do that in four hours. It just shows that you had a bad plan going in. If you need four hours to tell this fucking story. Well, again, I think it's. Honestly, it needed to be eight hours, which is like three hours or three individual movies to develop Cyborg and The Flash and pick pick one other character. I mean, you've already got your Wonder Woman. Well, Martian Manhunter, do that. Martian Manhunter, I mean, whatever. Green Lantern, great. Um, And then you can have your Justice League as... Kind of the culmination of those things. You know who I don't care about? The Flash. At all, one bit. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy that character. I, I enjoyed him in the movie, but as far as seeing any, like, his backstory or any more about him, I like, couldn't care less at all. I, because I know nothing about why he's flashy. Like, I don't, I don't either. I don't. I they overdo it with the lightning. His whole trick in the movie, twice, two different times, is electricity. It's also going this he went plaid and was able to reverse time. Like he just right. was able to go so <laughs> fast. He reversed <laughs> Ludicrous speed. Exactly. But like Mr. Fast running, like his, they use him as a, as an iPod charger. Like he's just a, a, a electricity source in this movie. It's, yeah. The one thing, though, that I liked in this cut about that character is he comes across as smarter and more confident. Yeah. As opposed oh, to yeah. the original cut where he's just kind of um, a, a goofball, a goof. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, I like that. Um, I, I, I I'm the opposite of you. I would that is one movie I would like to see. And I hope they would keep Ezra Miller as yeah, sure. I like the actor. I, I think that movie is still coming. Yeah, the Flash movie. I like well, him. Ha- hopefully, it'll happen before he turns forty. I know. Like my God, I like him as a supporting character in a movie like this. Uh, I don't know that I want to see his whole deal, but fine. Um, Superman's resurrection. Still not perfect, but way better than the first time. Way better. Um, more I still, lo- I still love the exchange of headbutts between him and Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, we didn't have some of those dopey lines, those pseudo comedy lines from Batman or from Aquaman or whoever. Like it was more yeah. of a normal situation. <laughs> yeah, I I did like um, the pet tilts that Superman did a couple of times, yeah. where like. Yeah. He's trying to understand what's happening and somebody will do something and he'll be like, yeah. like, yeah. what do you think you're doing? And I, I couldn't stop staring at it. His lats are ginormous. Yeah. He's got a big I mean, holy cow. You see it because he's just got dress pants on. Like he's got, <laughs> no, he's got no shirt on. It's insane. And he's it's like a friggin' he's like a friggin' aircraft carrier. He could land friggin' 
Yeah. yeah it's enormous. My last two points we've already talked about uh, as positives, the reduction of the dopey com- comedic lines uh, that are more, the tone is more in, in line with the previous films. We yeah. talked about that. And then overall, it's just, it's more interesting. There's more context. There's more story. But it's four hours. Yeah. Of course, there's going to be more of all that stuff, but it's fo- well, four hours. It's so and, long. Yeah. To go back to the, the darker and the grittier, one, language was different in this movie than any other They uh, said fuck uh, two or I three thought, times. Yeah, I, I thought At it, least twice. It was definitely two. It might have been three or four. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of blood. Yep. Um, in this, which is different than a lot of superhero movies, so this also. Is, so this was again, a rated R version, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, which the, for, for DC I, should be. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I also appreciated a little bit more, um, although I didn't need to see the whole ceremony on the lighting of the fire. Right. And that was good. It dragged on. It, it, it yeah. was, it could have been half the length and still gotten to the same point, yeah. but I thought that was yeah. kind of interesting. I did. I actually commented on it. Her jumping down into that hole or whatever on those heels. <laughs> like there is no way those heels wouldn't have broken. Um, I mean, they're not super heels They're. I understand like she could do it, but those shoes aren't going to last. No. Why is she wearing shoes? No, no, no. If, it, yeah, if, if Flash's shoes didn't make it, then hers shouldn't have either. No Being way. shoes in all white. <laughs> yeah. You don't go spelunking in white. No. Um, but I, I, I did like that. I like the portrayal of Alfred in this movie. Yeah, in this I also. think he's more Alfred and yeah. less of some of the other stuff. Yeah. And I liked, I did like the comment though that Bruce Wayne said that he works for him. Yeah. I thought that was good because that, I mean, it seems like Alfred's the one that's doing all of the, oh yeah, the work. Well, and uh, Bruce Wayne has whatever that jet is that. That transport that carried all of them that mm-hmm. uh, cyborg had to fix for him. I could use, I could have used less of the exclamation of oh I can't get it to work and it's you know whatever and then cyborg has to fix it for him. Um, was there a continuity issue that happened? Because I was definitely surprised. So weren't they in the Bat Cave on that original conversation and then later on they show up again and the Flash is like oh my gosh this pl-, like he was super excited to be there know. or was that just in a different part? I don't know. You, you've seen it three times. So I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I could use less of that, but, uh, also who is building all this stuff for Bruce Wayne? It's um, not, it's not James Gum is he's digging out I all know. of these it's holes. Not, it's like, like, it's not Bruce and Alfred in, in the Batcave just tinkering on cars. Like, these are massive military vehicles that are modified yeah. by in massive ways. Like, I don't know what's going on. Who, whoever's doing this work, they definitely know he's Batman. Right. <laughs> yeah. Who's, um, who is the Morgan Freeman character? Oh yeah. Lucius Fox. Yeah. 
so overall, I was trying to put a number on this movie. The original version, I'm thinking I probably would have given somewhere around a three-ish. And then the Snyder Cut, it's long. It's four hours. Um, I probably give it a six and a half, somewhere thereabouts. Um, if you got all the stuff you wanted in the Snyder Cut, but it was two hours and 52 minutes. Wow, that's specific. You know I like specifics. Uh, then maybe it gets even a higher grade, but uh, four hours a lot. But yeah, it's, it's not a great movie still, but uh, it's, it's, it's twice as good as the, the previous one. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, there is a lot more um, plot exposition yeah. here, which is good. I think it still, unfortunately, suffers from the original design of trying to do too much too fast in one movie. Yeah, it should be two or three movies. And so going back to what you were saying um, about the this could be a new way for... Um, uh, production companies to put out I a second we're cut of the really movie. Really going to see that in the next couple of years. So I, I think the way that I would kind of think about this is, it's they could actually fix the sin of okay, they had the Justice League, and then they're going to re-release it where you got one out like a series of one hour focus character development on each of those characters, and it might be six or eight hours, but you can then spend an hour on the flash an hour on Martian Manhunter an hour on Aquaman. Like, so you can kind of repair whatever missing components are there. Yeah. So Eric Dune's coming out later this year. That's a giant epic story. You can do a, three-hour theatrical cut of Dune. But you could definitely also do, okay, here's the the super deluxe director's cut that we're going to release on HBO Max or uh, whatever the hell it is, right? HBO Max, yeah. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's six-hour-long movie. Or, uh, yeah, hour-long uh, mini-movies or whatever you want to call them, right? right? Um, it's six episodes or it's, Four two-hour movies, or whatever the hell you yeah. It's a series of things. Or go crazy. It's an eight-hour movie. Sit down and we scheduled, we scheduled intermissions, whatever you want to do. I think it opens up a lot of options for these streaming places that can work with the movie houses to make different versions of things. I think it's... I think we're going to see a lot of this over the next three to four years. But and I think there was sort it's of really kind positive. of a, I think there was sort of kind of an acknowledgement of that in a way the way that this movie was broken up into chapters. You know, like I think there was that that was kind of interesting um, to kind of okay, this is the I, I can't remember what yeah, it was, yeah. but one was all the king's horses it and was six you know, parts. Like, yeah. So I I thought that was smart if you're issuing a four-hour movie right. that it's kind of broken up but i think that could have been like a right. series right. and not well a singular movie and what when i saw like in real time when we are seeing you know part three part four would come yeah. up on the screen 
I thought, oh, they just didn't want to shoot the transition from this segment to the other segment because mm-hmm. that would have made this a four hour and 40 minute movie or whatever with right. all those transitions. So they, he just went from, you know, section to section to section, which is fine. It didn't hurt it at all. I think it was, I didn't, it didn't yeah. bother me at all. But uh, yeah, I think, I think this could be the start of a new sort of uh, partnership between the streaming services and the theater versions and right. rejiggering stuff and all that stuff. I think it's, did Great. he get money to do, did I see he got like 20 million to, that he got money to do this yeah, right I think he had, he had a budget yeah they gave him they gave him 70 million dollars to do the movie but he personally got nothing right the movie had a budget he didn't oh I see get yeah. Paid. yeah he yeah in order to be able to keep his I believe it was I think it was so he could keep his creative control, he personally took no money. Yeah. Huh. That's, my, uh, That's called having a vision. Yeah. It's also called already being paid for yeah. other stuff. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on this, Eric? Um, one thing I noticed, um, the, uh, this is just a minor, minor observation um, <laughs> that has nothing to do with nothing. Uh, but uh, the flashback of Cyborg in the football game. Oh, they yeah. Were, they were playing against Wisconsin. Yeah, I did notice that, too. <laughs> I noticed that, too, for sure. And, and, the re- and I'm pretty sure I know the reason behind that. Uh, Zack Snyder was actually born in Green Bay. I was wondering if there was a a connection. So he's he's Zach Snyder is from Wisconsin. Mm. Interesting. I I will also say that there was too much underwater. Like it was. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that, that was another. That was a continuity issue uh, from Aquaman because in Aquaman the the Mariner people or whatever you want to call the Atlanteans, they could just talk to each other underwater. Right. But in this movie, they had to create that air pocket in order to have a conversation. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous that you would have to, you're an underwater being. And in order to communicate, you have to create an air bubble in the uh, ludicrous. Also, why aren't there then like a thousand air bubbles down there? Like, why doesn't it just look like you're a, not an underwater creature if you can't communicate yeah. without air yeah. or, or without an airspace? Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, what's her face? Amber Heard had a British accent in this movie as opposed to the other times we've seen her. Like, right. uh, no. How, how does that happen? Yeah. I, I found the singing women also distracting in the, the the, the Icelandic, yes, whatever, yeah. yes, yeah, um, at the fisherman village. Yeah, and you and I talked about this when we were watching it. The number of times he takes off sweaters, shirts, and boots like it, where does he stash this that yeah. he's in and out of them so often? Right, does he have like a little stash of, of discarded clothes like near every port? Yeah. He just goes and gets... He's got like a duffel bag tied in, <laughs> yeah. like a buoy or something like that. Like it's... Yeah. Um, he's always well-dressed <laughs> in kind of like trendy fisherman garb. Um, 
Mm. But he, it's a, like always like he takes it off and like throws it. Um, but yeah, the singing girls was really weird um, for sure. Yeah, the uh, sniffing of the sweater at the end there too. That was a little. Uh, yeah. that, was a, that was a bit. That was a bit much. Clearly, like establishing that they think of him as like a, a god or a god-like figure, but yeah. he didn't need that. Well, right. He fucking there was comes a out re- the ocean. There was a reason that was cut. Like that was yeah. Un- yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. Um, and I, it was this was not an original thought, but I feel it's worth um, noting is the Wonder Woman music, like the serious music, every right. time she's on, it's is hilarious. absolutely ridiculous. It's funny. <laughs> Yeah. And I didn't, so, um, yeah, I, that whole scene at the beginning um, with the bank was just. It was too long. It was yeah. too long, but why, like, I understand that she's like a crime fighter, but what's the relevance of, of it at all? And I am always baffled, and it was in the original cut also, Also, why she has to say that the lasso of whatever compels you to tell the truth. Who cares? Shouldn't it already be, like, he should just be talking. Like, right. why does she have to say, right. well, this is on you, so now you got to tell the truth. Right. It should just be happening. Right. Why isn't she just asking the questions? And I don't understand why she, uh, the whole blew out the whole side of the building to get that one guy. Yeah. That was absurd. That was absurd. And when the guy has his machine gun and he's shooting at all the people and she's going, running back and forth, blocking each and every bullet. That was just way too cartoony for me. Well, I I guess it was interesting that, I don't remember Wonder Woman and I guess Superman did to a certain extent, but they all have the same powers as the flash. Like See, why? now you, this is, I need to talk about this. <laughs> I, of course there is some overlapping of abilities here and right. there. Marvel has it as well right. to an, an extent, but the writers and directors need to try to separate them when they can. I don't know what Wonder Woman can do that Superman can't do, but but apparently she can do everything. She can even fucking fly, according yeah. to the last couple movies. Yeah. Um, she doesn't have she fire can do, eyes, though. That's she the doesn't only have fire difference. eyes. Great, yeah. but like, why are they so close? I mean, if you were doing um, what, what's it, uh, a Venn, a Venn diagram, yeah. it's almost on top of each yeah. other. Um, then why have two characters like that? Uh, separate them so that you can they can complement each other or be filling each other's gaps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or then when one of them is gone, like Superman dead, then they actually can miss them. Right. If there's something that they have that the rest of them exactly. don't. Exactly. And if we know Superman can move super fast, but I don't, if you have the flash, then Superman needs to not use that ability and just let the Flash do it. And the same with Wonder Woman. Like, they, they should have their own lanes to a large degree, and they don't, and it drives me insane. Yeah. I So, in general, of course, I like the Wonder Woman character I, a lot. It's, I do, too, but yeah. it has to be Unfortunate, defined. Um, yes. Um, so, I, 
on its own, totally fine. But with a movie with the flash and her being super flashy, like I was kind of like, well, okay. There were, but she's got, unfortunately some hokey lines that she was given one, the little girl who said, I want to be like you. And she said, you could be anything you want to be ridiculous. Um, Okay, you. I mean, true. Whoever except for says you're that, not going to be no a god. Um, right. yeah. uh, you can't be me. Sorry. Um, yeah. But the one that bothered me the most, <laughs> and I so I, I watched. I kind of skipped around in the hour before this to just kind of refresh my memory because it took me three attempts to get through it, and I fell asleep twice. So I wanted to make sure I kind of remembered some things. The when they're in the little the little when they're in the tunnel in one of the small nests of these um waspy um guys, Steppenwolf says, uh, demon or parademons, uh, not white Anglo Saxon Protestants, right? Correct, yes. (laughs) Um, so Steppenwolf says. You know, basically, back off, guys. This one's mine. Yeah. And she goes, I belong to no one. And I'm right. like, that really? That's right. You've missed the, you have missed the point of what he is actually saying. It could have been a guy. Right. And he was saying, I'm, I'm taking this one out. Right. You know, like it was, right. it was just a, a touch too hokey. This movie is attempting to be kind of yeah. this feminist statement, which, I am all about it. Just it it didn't. It wasn't. It needs to make sense. Yeah, I when actually when she said that line, I said out loud, "Yeah, nobody except Steve Trevor." Right. (laughs) (laughs) But so, um, yeah, that was kind of. um, All right. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. All right. Um, Overall. Uh, I think it's a positive. I talked about, uh, you know, uh, I think it's a good future, or a good look at the future of what might be coming down the pike for yep. some of these studios. We'll see. Um, I think the movie is going from a three to a six and a half. Uh, you guys think it's a positive move? Positive movie? I do. It's gone over 50%. Yeah. 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 Now we'll see. Is it certified fresh for me? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe just. It's just right. Yeah, I gave it. So I give it sixty-five. 65. Right. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's that's the end of our first attempt at a reaction to some sort of dopey movie. All so right. We made you others, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was different, but fun. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Depending on how, uh, like, the whole thing of it is just trying to get people to subscribe to HBO Max. So, yeah, sure. We'll see how that, how, if they consider that to be successful or not, then they'll take more chances. And other people might be willing to take that chance too. They got all kinds of publicity and attention for it over the past three days. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if we'll see if we get the George Lucas versions of the uh, oh my god the Star Wars trilogy. Well, <laughs> everything. The good thing yeah. is Lucas no longer longer controls any of that shit. 
But the bad news is Disney does, so who the fuck knows? Right. Uh, yeah, it's possible. I don't need an extended cut of Attack of the Clones. Oh, God. No thanks. Yeah, I didn't even know this was coming out until you told me on Thursday, hey, I'm going to watch this thing. I'm like, what? Yeah, it was... Uh, I wasn't building. paying attention. All right. Very exciting. All right, Eric. That's it. All right. All right. Thanks, Eric. <laughs>